1: We talk about food,
2: we
3: talk about music, with musical dudes, finger on the pulse, snacky tunes.
4: Welcome to Snacky Tunes. I am one half your host, Greg Bresnitz. Uh, Darren Bresnitz has now officially begun his five-month slacker sabbatical of having a day job that he can't quite seem to get out of to do our weekly radio show at 2 p.m. on a Monday. Um, That was just Feelings Gone um, by Beacon, who will actually be live on Snacky Tunes in a couple weeks. I'm really excited about that. That EP is called For Now. Um, It's really, really great. And, of course, the opening theme song by Wallpaper, I feel I don't shout out enough that he does it um, in keeping with the slacker brother theme, uh, we have got one half the brothers green Josh welcome to snacky Tunes hello hello uh actually though your brother is not slackering he's can you talk about it
5: yeah he's he's working right now. We're in the midst of finalizing the the negotiations for season two, so he's taking care of that while I'm here awesome so.
4: It's just a couple of brothers. A couple of brothers. From Philadelphia.
5: Yes. Did you know that we we're from Philadelphia? Yes. Yeah, so you guys went to Lower Marion? Is yeah. that right? Where do yeah. you go? Radnor Okay. Yeah, so All right. uh, we're rivals actually. Hundred and seven years or something.
4: Um, yes. <laughs> so get get out. <laughs> get out. Get out. Get out. Um let's uh let's give a little history. Who who is the brother
5: Green? The Brother Green well I've been a A brother to my brother I'm 27 he's 24 so ever since the day he was born we've been brothers and I moved to New York about five years ago actually with my band to do that whole thing you know the the New York dream and through the process of being in a band and not making very much money I started cooking for a lot of people and I used to have a day job and I was laid off so I I needed to just find ways to save and I always love food like I grew up watching emerald like i'd watch him at like one in the morning can i hear your bam impression bam (laughs) pretty good (laughs) and so i I grew up you know watching him and and just loving food and i was always dating vegetarians for some reason so that that kind of forced me to cook even more and try to impress them and they hated it i sucked at the time uh but (laughs) i don't know i mean i guess all their you know the, the not appreciation for it kind of drove me But my mom also wasn't a very good cook. And and through the years, my brother and I would cook a lot. So when I moved up here and I needed to make money, I actually just started cooking for people. And people would say, you know, I love your food. Will you throw a dinner party for me or will you deliver lunches? And just over time, um, it just kind of grew and grew. And more people were asking me to do these personalized things. Because as people develop different types of diets or, you know, say they wanted to throw a party, but they couldn't find a caterer that was willing to work within their means, you know, whatever their budget was, whatever type of food... We just loved to cook, so I would do it, you know, and it kind of took off, and my brother moved in, and he helped, because he was really into food. And through that process, my roommate, who's a filmmaker, came by, and he just started filming us all the time, and we would just kind of cut her up in interesting ways, and we'd play music, and we'd cook, um, and then when the new Hungry channel came on, which is, you know, through Electus and YouTube, they really liked us, and they had seen some videos, and we did a season, and now we're working on season two. I mean, let's talk about the rise of the YouTube channels because, you know, they've
4: gone yes. out to Pitchfork, they've gone out to Vice, but very interesting, they got Bruce Seidel mm-hmm. uh, from Food Network to come over. So, you know, being essentially one of the guinea pigs, um, how would you say that it's fitting into the overall food programming, like food content world?
5: I think it's, it's actually really cool because when we were going through the process of filming, you know, we were shopped around to some more major networks and I think because I'm a musician at heart, and I love playing music, I didn't want to get involved in these like major, crazy contracts where they like take over your life, and it's just you know they're they're kind of making you a puppet. They uh, will essentially own the title, of The Brothers Green. Yes, exactly. They'll own everything. You know, they'll own the pants I wear, and you know what's under it, and everything. Uh, <laughs> so I don't, I don't think it goes that deep. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm not willing to find out. But uh, and uh, there's a lot of great things about that, but. Hungry came along, and it was just a really cool opportunity because they were trying to find people that were real, that were doing things that were interesting and that they were really passionate about. Um, And they also, because they love what we had already done, um, they were really willing to work with us and work with our ideas, so we were developing the episodes and what we were developing what we wanted to cook. Um, So I think having YouTube, it gives people this more directness to what you're actually cooking. Um, And I think as more people become aware of food and aware of like the realness to it you know and the connection that people can have it goes away from like the cookie cutter stuff that's on tv and it gets more like in your face and alive so how are you and your brother getting in people's face through your show well it's just i mean there's every episode we try to have a band come on just to kind of help promote that like local scene because we have a lot of friends that are musicians and we're always playing but it's i think it's really just about Inspiring people to get in the kitchen that are maybe afraid to, and a lot of times we'll, people will come over to our house and we'll be cooking and they'll see us making like homemade pizza and just rolling dough, and they're always like, "Oh, I can't do that." That's amazing. It's like it's really not. It's just a few ingredients and just take a little bit of time. So we're trying to teach people that if you make things sort of from the homemade basis, where you know what's going into your food, and not even getting too deep into like what the like specific where the ingredients are coming from so much it's just like basic connection that you have to go into the market and buying flour and buying you know tomatoes and different things like that If even just that process alone if you're doing that and you're trying to cook it's going to improve your overall lifestyle just because you're going to feel better and now do the bands play or do they just help out and cook the bands really just play and they eat too and they'll bring friends over I mean it really changes there's no specific format um, truthfully, when we first started, we weren't sure how the format was going to go. And I think what we've learned through YouTube is when people go on YouTube, they're typing in, like, how to make pizza or how to make pasta or mm-hmm. how to make cookies. So they want that directness. And I think that YouTube gives you that directness, you know, as opposed to, like, you're, you're watching Food Network and you're just hoping something you want to cook is on or something comes on. That right. inspires you. Right. This you actually type in, it says, "Okay, this is how I make it," and and that's what YouTube's trying to do. They're trying to make good content because they know people are starting to go there to learn things. So they're trying to find people that are entertaining and people that know what they're talking about, um, which has been it's been really nice for us because we just like to cook and hang out, and we're not trained chefs by any means. And so we're trying to inspire like the home cook to just pick up a knife and start cutting and see where you lead.
4: So do you guys post the recipes online
5: as well? Yeah, the recipes. I think there will eventually be a website where everything's kept, but for now, it's just under the video. So it's kind of cool because you can go to a video like, you know, how to make uh, pasta and click on the info and the recipe is just right there. So you can watch the video and also just, you know, follow the instructions if you'd like.
4: That's awesome. All right. Well, we're going to talk about what you guys have planned for next season and uh, Philadelphia cheesesteak. Philadelphia cheesesteak. No, where?
5: The the Philly, Philly. Philly. No, I'm saying where do you go get cheesesteaks in Philly? Oh, where do I go? You know, I've always had a love for gyms, I think because of my dad. I mean, I can't say it's my favorite, but it was always like sort of, that was always his spot because he, he was lived around there. Okay. And also, I had a friend that had the cheesesteak record there, so there was like a...
4: What's the cheesesteak record?
5: Uh, it was until about two years ago, 12 cheesesteaks in an hour and a half. And he broke it when he was 15 years old
4: are you kidding no did you watch him
5: I did not but it was a crazy story he went into gyms one day and just casually was eating and he wasn't even that He's like 5 foot 7 like you know 180 pounds he wasn't that big of a guy uh, he was a freshman in high school and he saw the cheesesteak record was 11 so he's like oh, I could do that just like out of nowhere you know so like alright so they set him up and if he doesn't eat the cheesesteaks completely he has to pay for them all so which is could, a
4: big deal when you're a freshman yeah exactly. it's a lot of it's, money.
5: A lot, it's like 100 bucks Uh, So he goes in, he eats 10 and three quarters. He doesn't do it. He fails. So he has to pay for all the cheesesteaks. He comes back five days later and he eats 12 and breaks the record. What did
4: he do in those five days? I have no idea.
5: But, I mean, eating that much cheesesteak could kill you. It's like, that's like 12 feet of cheesesteak.
4: I mean, I have always of the, uh, we um, had a no pair growing up. And uh, she was from Ireland. And she came and she ate one. And my mom always tells a story that she's like, she just kept talking to other and how she could feel like it was growing inside of her, like the bread was expanding and the cheese was clawing and everything. And she like just felt so awful from eating one. cheese. Yeah, like, and I, twelve is like, well, kudos to your friend.
5: I don't even know where you'd fit that in yeah. your body. Like, you have to start going into your legs and your feet.
4: Yeah, I don't. I mean, that is crazy. All right, well, we're gonna play a track um, from one of our favorite favorite bands called Midnight Magic. Um, track called "Same Way I Feel," which I actually played live on Snacky Tunes a number of years ago which you can find if you just uh go to iTunes and look for our Snacky Tunes podcast uh and then we'll be back with Josh Green uh and his love affair and uh yeah anything
5: <laughs> uh no I said you the song yeah
1: Joe your computer is so slow I can't even use this thing yeah I should probably get a new one do you have any suggestions oh totally man you should go to TechServe okay what's so good about TechServe well they've got this awesome new insider program that's free when you get a new Mac with AppleCare so you should buy your computer there because you get 50% off data transfer free loaner computers, front-of-the-line repair privileges, an annual Mac tune-up service, backup consultation and setup, seminars, and much more. Okay, yeah, where's TechServe? It's at 119 West 23rd Street in New York City. They're New York's premier authorized Apple reseller and service provider, and you should totally check out TechServe.com for more information.
4: All right, that settles it. I'm headed to TechServe. All right, welcome back. It kind of ends. But uh, same way I feel. A little disco, a little slow disco. Yeah, it's really cool for us to talk over. It Feels good. It was kind of like the, like the lights went down. was we kind of like leaned <laughs> right in. Just... You guys should have like lighting for that kind of stuff. Just just for the breaks. I uh, yeah flip I, a switch. And... Just I mean do, I don't think that on we have a new on air sign, but I actually don't think it goes off. Joe, does it go off? No, it never goes off. So technically, <laughs> we're all we're always on. Always always on air.
5: Of yeah. Wow. So it's kind of.
4: Yeah, not that there's always shows on it 24 seven. But we're working towards it.
5: You have to be on all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You I mean, it used to,
4: when when Darren's here, it's very easy just to kind of like take turns. But now it's very much. Is this your first solo? No, I mean we've done solo, but this is, will be the first in like five months. So oh, wow. my, I'm um, doing a good job. Well, Thank you. <laughs> you, you. So charming. So season two is picked up season or being two. picked up. Yeah. In the in the way and and what's the theme for the, the next season?
5: The first season didn't have a specific theme. Like, we just be like, hey, today we're making, you know, we're going to, like, grill on the roof for some yeah. friends. We're making chicken and waffles. So this one we're just, like, kind of, you know, the cool thing about YouTube is you get to actually see the comments and see what people say, like, instantly. You know, so you know if people like the episode or the show. Um, but
4: so- are you filming in a way where you can adjust or it's, like... You're not, just going straight through, and
5: not really. I mean, every season, you know, it's yeah. funny. Like you'll see something, it's like, oh, I didn't like that, and then you're like, oh, they're really not gonna like the next episode. <laughs> they're really not. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't like that, uh, but but we're so this season we're gonna do a little bit more of a late night theme. I think because we have a lot of music and a lot of the food we like to cook is sort of based around like entertaining, but not in like a really you know specific way. It's just like have some friends over and you know make pizzas or you know teach them how to roll sushi. So we're doing things like that, it's like a midnight munchies type thing.
4: Okay. Then you were telling me about the Philly 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 cheesesteak.
5: Yeah. So I came up with this concept to do Yeah, I called a Philly 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 cheesesteak and, and being from Philly, that's a big staple. Um so the the idea is to make a Philadelphia style soft pretzel bun. Um and then make a Philly cheesesteak, you know, chop up the steak, and then for the sauce instead of just the whiz, it's a Philadelphia cream cheese sauce. So That's you get the Philly, Philly, Philly. Are you a whiz guy? I like the whiz. I, I, a lot of times I get the pizza steak, though. Okay. Because instead of the ketchup, I like having the tomato sauce and the mozzarella. But
4: I'm just a straight provolone, provolone. sautéed onions, maybe some mushrooms. Yeah. Or broccoli rob if you go to Tony Luke. Well, what's your spot? Tony Luke's is kind of my... It's uh, a good one. We went to... Well, there's um, Mama's which is in like Belmont mm-hmm. uh, which is the one of the infamous ever growing it's like a little you know like those little dinosaur capsules you drop yeah, in the water yeah, yeah. Uh, there's that place um, uh, Ballad Pizza which we just grew up which which was kind of awesome like they sold it and it didn't taste as good and then the guy bought it back and brought back the original recipe oh. which never happens yeah. ever it, You night it's like oh yeah that's how it used to taste Yeah. and oh. then um, Tony Luke's because it's uh, when we go to Flyers games it's on the way yeah, And then you kind of just watch, like, big dudes shoveling, like... <laughs> I mean, it's impressive in, like, a very short amount of time. And it's at the stadium now, too, which is cool. Yeah, but I always kind of feel that food at the stadium is never as good as, like, the...
5: Uh, I'm sure. I mean, I haven't had it, I yeah. don't know, but you're probably right. I do remember going to Tony Luke's, and they actually had, and I got it. Now that I, I totally forgot about this, but years ago, they have a cheesesteak that they have cream cheese As the cheese, not as a sauce, but just like straight cream cheese on the, and I tried it, and it it was it was interesting. I mean,
4: how are you going to do your cream? I mean, without giving away too much of the episode,
5: how are you going to do the? I mean, I make a basic bechamel and then I put in cream cheese, and I actually do use Velveeta because that's one of the few like kind of weird, like you're not really sure if it's food or if it's like alien something that I'll actually use because it's just something like special about that stuff.
4: I mean, all my Texas friend use it in queso, so it's kind of like. You're just try not to think. I try not to think of it in solid form.
5: Yeah. I try to only think
4: of it as like in melted form, which good. is totally fine. But if you just avoid the congealed, yeah, status of Alveda, you'd be totally fine. And, that, and
5: that's one thing we grew up. I remember we used to have those big blocks of Alveda. My dad would get like the big ones, and we'd have that cheese cutter with like the wire on it. I remember cutting it and making uh like putting it in omelets.
4: I mean, how, like, how little resistance did you have to use to cut it? Would you just like, lay it on top yeah, it was, and just kind of <laughs> fell through because of gravity?
5: It was very, very soft. Do your parents cook? Well, Mike and I actually started cooking because my mom, I mean, she would cook, but she didn't enjoy it, and she wasn't very good. So we, she was always giving us the same food. You know, and I remember growing up, I hated spaghetti and meatballs. And I would tell my friends, and they'd be Italian. They'd be like, are you kidding me? It's the greatest thing ever. But I didn't realize I was eating you know, boxed pasta, right. canned sauce, and like, right. frozen meatballs. So the first time I went and had like real spaghetti meatballs, I was blown away. Do you remember where it was? The first time I had fresh pasta sauce and fresh noodles, and this was, this was later on, but I remember this experience blew me away. It was for my girlfriend's. like Her sister's bat mitzvah was at Lebec Finn, and i had never been there before, and I always wanted to go. And it was, you know, one of the top restaurants in Philly at the time. And all the adults were getting this, like, incredible food. It was, like, filet and all these different things. And I was, like, because they were, like, all the kids get a choice of, you know, red, green, or white sauce, you know. And I was like, what? I was like, just disappointed because I wanted to have this great meal. And so I got the tomato sauce and fresh pasta and I ate it. And it was one of the best things I'd ever tasted. I remember like a tear drop from my eye. <laughs> it's like, wow, this is like fresh, you know? That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's, and
4: I'm sure you, now you guys just make pasta at home all oh, the time. Yeah, all the time.
5: That's going to be one of the episodes. It's going to involve, I won't get too far into it, but uh, at least we'll see how it goes with the leftover ravioli, Thanksgiving ravioli. So
4: oh yeah. <laughs> okay oh I like that that's yeah. that's it's pretty good yeah I mean I think like one of the joys of the upcoming winter is throwing on like a pot of fresh tomato sauce and just mm. sometimes just like having a book next to it and just kind of staring it and looking so at good. it it's it's the best so good the um Frank's from Frank like have the best easiest pasta sauce recipe ever I don't know Frank's uh Frank's Patinos. oh and it's just like five ingredients. Simple. Four, it's- five ingredients in four hours. Wow. That's yeah. all you need. That's it. That's all you need. So um, the one thing I always like to discuss when family's on is working with family. Hmm. And, you know, sometimes you have the most epic blowouts. <laughs> and then two minutes later, like, do you want to get a sandwich? Yeah. So how do you and your brother, you know, balance, you know, personal versus professional?
5: Well... Mike and I are very different. I mean, we growing up together, we've shared a lot of influences, but we're very different people. And he's a lot more like he went to school for architecture, um, more on the musician side. So I've always been more kind of just out there, like in moment, whatever. I feel like cooking, I'll look around and grab it. Mm -hmm. He's a little more structured, and his food tends to look prettier and better than mine. Like I can have sometimes I can make a dish and it could look great, and other times it looks like just slop, you know. And I don't know what's gonna happen. so when we're when it comes to figuring out what we want to do there's we definitely do go back and forth and we bicker because we've been you know mortal enemies since the day one you know fighting and stuff (laughs) i'm aware of the yeah i'm I'm aware no um but overall we we've grown to find a good balance um and i think we trust each other at the end of the day you know things will get stressful a lot of times we'll cook for people and One of us usually takes the lead because maybe I got the job. So I'll take the lead. Like we just did a wedding for 160 people last week. Um, And that was like my job I have been working on. So I'll take the lead a little bit more. Um, We found that actually works a lot better as opposed to the way it used to go is we would just have a menu and we would just go for it. But now it's like, all right, let's each take a few things we want to make. And that way you're not like micromanaging me and I'm not screwing with you. Yeah. I mean,
4: I, I can only speak for my brother and I. It's like, it was kind of, we're so used to doing everything, but once we've learned to divvy up the tasks, it yeah. actually, I mean, it's about trust.
5: Trust and then what you're good at. Like, yeah. well, you know, and, and I think it, like I tend to have that thing of like wanting to control everything, especially because I started before him, and I was doing this, and then he moved in, so I was trying to like be involved in every little thing, but you do have to trust them to say, okay, they know what they're doing. If they have any questions, hopefully they'll come to me with questions, but let Mike do what he's good at, and I'll do what I'm good at, and then you'll come out with the best thing possible.
4: I agree. All right. Well, well. Thank you for coming on. You yeah. Give people the nuts and bolts of where to watch season one and find you guys and hire you guys.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Just search for Brothers Green on YouTube, or you can go to YouTube.com/hungry. But if you just type in Brothers Green, all our episodes come out. Awesome. And then do you have any? Sh- you have shows confirmed for CMJ? Yeah, we're playing at Rockwood Music Hall um, on the seventeenth. We're playing a show at Mercury Lounge on the 4th and then at Music Hall Stage 2, I think it's, it's whatever Thursday is. Amazing. Yeah. And is all that information, where is that living? It should be, the band's called Canon Logic, so if you go to our... Oh, you guys are Canon Logic? Yeah. Okay. It
4: makes sense. Well, I see your flyers all over the neighborhood.
5: Yeah, so yeah, of course, I guess you've seen,
4: yeah. seen the flyers. We've been here for a long time, yeah. so okay. stick around. Well, next time we'll have you guys come play live. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, and bummer on the band today whose van broke down. Of course, yeah. Of course. Shame. Yeah, the 2 a.m. like frantic phone call like, uh, uh it's <laughs> like, hey, we got more shows. Um, well, thanks for tuning to Snacky Tunes. Uh, next week, we'll be back with more episodes about food and music. Uh, we're going to take you out today with a band, Lucius. Uh, the track is called Turnaround- Turn It Around, and all these tracks can actually be found online later this week um, for our column with bullet magazine of the same name snacky tune so if you're listening to a podcast of this it'll be up thanks josh thank you is one of my favorite local bands actually oh so well there it well. is yeah. yeah yeah well i planned it <laughs> i figured. here we go uh thanks for listening and we'll see you next week